Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Annie, Jordan. Special thanks to our sponsor, Layman's, in Kidron, Ohio. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools and appliances and home goods. Our family has been a huge fan of theirs since the 1990s and have purchased many quality products for our own homestead. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. So check out their website and online catalog at layman's.com. That's L-E-H-M-A-N-S dot com. We appreciate the support of this podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help, help the garden grow. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden grow. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in again. Uh, this is Tom Sweeney and this is the second of the three individual interviews that we're going to be doing with the Dervais family. Uh, we did this once before and it went so well, in fact, that people actually asked for more of that. Uh, but actually, I guess there was kind of a push for a little more uh, in-depth questions too, like the harder questions. I said this to Anna East too, that people said they felt like we were I was giving you guys softballs. So I, I'm supposed to turn up the heat a little bit today. Uh, okay. so, so it's Justin Dervais I'll is joining us. I'll take the fifth on some of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin is joining, joining us today, and so I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Justin sweating it out okay. in the hot seat, as Anna, Anna East said. So how are you doing? All right, I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, yeah. It's, it's six months later, so we'll see, see how things are going. Yeah, yeah. There's, so there's a lot that's happened in the six months, too. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't even know everything. Yeah, it's been a... Obviously, it's been a challenge, but... Uh, and the only thing that got me through it is I love what I do. So the yard is looking really, really nice. Uh, the hard work and the investment in the garden starting to pay the dividends and rewards of the time and energy that we put in six months ago uh, it's starting to really look really nice yeah the beds look great yeah so they look flowers really in the front nice. yard and, yeah and of course you've started to dig into those far-reaching corners now right <laughs> slowly slowly there's a couple corners the compost pile and uh, uh biodiesel corner and then some chicken coop corner so we got a couple left, but couple I'm, wor- I'm, yeah, I'm working like on it. it. No, no, it's really nice. We had our first uh, public event this year on last Sunday. Um, we had a couple school tours and a, and a business tour. So I'm now proud to show off the yard. So. Yay! <laughs> it's nice to be proud of it. Yeah. Before you're like, don't look over there. Yeah. Cover Close your eyes. The tarp, you know, Close keep your this eyes. And actually now with the warm weather, I see that the flowers are starting to cr- uh, climb up the fence again over there too. Yeah, they bounced back. They got hit by the freeze, the nasturtiums. It's kind of, they should have been there already because by July 4th, 
were out of the flower business and they should have been up by now. And it's May and they're just about halfway up. So the weather's been wacky. We had 60 degree temps and rain on Wednesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday, and then 90 degrees on Friday. So I don't know if the plants understand what's going on. I definitely not. I definitely don't. Um, some of the progress that we have made, um, I'm currently irrigating as we speak on this podcast because the drip irrigation is set up. So I'm able to double duty and that hopefully takes a lot of pressure off of me this summer. I'm messing with how long it's going to take to water everything, how wet it's going to be, how deep, how long. Depends on the soil, depends on the plant. Um, I've just been messing around with it, but that's definitely with the new beds and the new drip irrigation, we were able to save me a bunch of time right now. Two thirds of the backyard is being watered and I'm able to sit down and speak to you all. So. That's cool. Yeah, That's very exciting actually. So, so no leaks and no big bursts of water? Or... Yeah, I'm still a little apprehensive about letting it run. Uh, a friend of mine, Gabriel, recommends leaving it on at night, you know, because it's a good time to think, but I'm afraid that there'll be a geyser, something <laughs> will blow, and, that, and I wake up in the morning and the whole backyard will be underwater. But so far, there's has I've patched some leaks. Um, the hardest part is when we're picking, I nip the hose with the scissors. So. Oh. Every once, every once a week, I'll say there's a geyser spring out because I uh, nipped it with the scissors. Wow. So, but I got, I'm not used to the drip in the beds. Mm-hmm. So everything's so tight. I'm working on that. But so far, so good. Two thirds of the yard, one connection, all at once. Wow. So I still got to do the front yard. There's one third of four by eight beds that have have been connected but not tested yet. So I have one third left, and then the front yard. So it's still hand watered. So you're five months into the year and your main goal of drip irrigation Well, replacing is, the beds and drip irrigation, and so... You're actually to, ahead of the game then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have what you're having, but... <laughs> ahead of the game is that... Uh, it doesn't feel like it. Some Okay, some days it doesn't feel like it. I'd say some days it looks, I feel like I'm ahead of the game. Other days I feel like what, I, what I've been doing for the last five months. That's what sometimes it feels like, so... Well, if we're just talking about the big goals, and I got, and I have recordings to prove it. Okay, Uh-oh. we can go back and listen to the recordings. No, we don't. The beds and the drip regression, those Top were two, yeah. for the for the year, right? Mm-hmm. For the whole year. And so, while you're still in the experimental phase, yeah, okay, but at least you're on it, right? Yeah, and I knocked off the. It was a major t- accomplishment to finish the two by twelve by ten in sequence to 40 foot beds. So that was a major, major uh, accomplishment. And then to hook up the irrigation and it's been hooked up for about a month. I'm tweaking a little bit how long, how much and how often. So that, yeah, I mean, that should save me a bunch of time in the summertime. Can you do that at the other property too, the drip irrigation? Um, There is a soaker hose in the front yard, the containers in the backyard. We have a lot of black pots with oyas in there. Mm So, although the Oyas are drip irrigation, I manually have to fill them up. So, it's very simple. It takes me 15 minutes, but I still have to do it. And it is relaxing, so I don't think I can be completely... The driveway, if we're talking this place, the driveway is still hand-watered. Although there is Oyas and stuff, it's it's just less work now that I don't have to do 40 40 or 50 raised beds. I can do 40 or 50 tubs, um, self-watering tubs with the peppers in there. Speaking of peppers, we harvested our first peppers today. So that's from way back. We planted them in late February, early March. 
Wow. So then it got cold, so it got sort of stunted. Right. But we got our first harvest of bell peppers today. Nice. So that's Congratulations. Good. That's cool. Yeah, see, a lot going on. Yeah. That you should like have a, a checklist that you're like, okay, I've accomplished these this year already. I feel much better, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I could see, okay, I could see what I accomplished. I can also see what I have to do. So that's, that's the I'm cursed. Curse. Yeah, yeah, I'm cursed. <laughs> Other things on the to-do list, I've, I've started picking up the bee, getting back into the bees, of helping a friend of mine doing his, my, his and my bees. And then I'm going to try to split them and requeen them and then take them out to Gabriel's. Um, pick up the biodiesel, fix up the truck, and run biodiesel again. So that would be what would be next. And then also dusting off, we touched on it at the Ren Fair, is the leather business and the leather craft. And obviously we'd like to do tours. Tours were supposed to be done in March. Um, it's now May. Yeah, but open to the public. Um, right. Open to the public. We started small. We had to start small. We had issues with the weather, issues with the business, issues with stuff. So now it's looking really nice and, uh, but it seems like, it, some days it seems like it's really slow and everything's taking forever and then you look back and it's already May, so. Well, it was kind of interesting because we were talking just the other day mm -hmm. and it just is from when we first started the podcast to now, it's like, you know, Annalise, the analogy she had was that the boat was sinking and now we've stabilized it and, and actually, when I got her to think about listing what, what you guys have accomplished and where you're going, especially now with you listing all the stuff that you've gotten done, it sounds like a motorboat. You're moving along really well now. <laughs> a motor might not be the, a rowboat. It might be a, a, a rowboat, a pedal power boat. Uh, what do you call it? Okay, how about Pontoon, this? No. One of those big Viking boats, and there's a lot of people pulling with the. A lot of people? It's just me. No, sorry. Okay, well, yours is one really big I got a paddle. kayak. You got a, a really cool, big paddle. Okay. <laughs> I like to think we're a motorboat. I love. I love to be a motorboat. Yeah, sometimes we're hitting on all cylinders. Other days it's just like, uh, right. You know. So I think that's just in life and dealing with life and personal stuff and depression. Still battling that. You know. Some days I wake up and crying. Other days don't want to get out of bed. And then when I get out of bed and look at the backyard, it's like, wow, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome out there. So. Yeah. Well, you said that's your zen spot, yeah, right? Because that makes sense. If when the world doesn't make sense, and I start to get drowned with the, what to do next, what's happening, I can't control that, I can't control that. So I go in the backyard and just, that I can handle and that I can manage and, and it looks really nice. Now. It does look really good. And even Anna East was saying, you know, she appreciates how well, you, how well you've done because she knows that it's mostly you, yeah. you know, and it just looks awesome. So anybody listening, when you get the chance and there's open tours, make sure you get here because yeah. it's gorgeous. We're gonna try to, there's a famous, there's our famous picture from 2008, 2008, 2010, where we took a picture of the backyard and it, uh, from the corner from the compost pile about this time of year and it's everywhere. Everybody, sh unfortunately people, uh, how do you call it? Um, they stole it? They stole, well I don't say stole it, but they, they share it, they, they copied it, it right. they shared it and usurped it as their own, which was sort of a uh, thing. But we're gonna try to recreate that shot to show, I'd hate to say before and after, because it's not, it's like after and after or something where you say like, well, 2008, you 10, now, year, 2000 you 10 years later, yeah. that's like then and now, maybe that's better than before and after. So we're gonna try to recreate that shot 
and so people can say that we're still here we're still doing it and hopefully um, better and as good as before so that's what we're going to try to do that obviously try to make a little bit of uh, maybe some advertising with the podcast or tours or something maybe it'll go viral because they had some people memes or what they call it on Facebook or something they go they shared uh, friends of ours on Facebook shared other people that said some people dream of five cars you know Lamborghinis things I dream of this and they show our backyard right. so I mean it obviously doesn't show I know it's our backyard maybe people don't know it's our backyard but so people have obviously turned it into um, things um, people have obviously shared it and stolen it or whatever you want to say but we're going to try to recreate that shot and so we could see we could I took a couple uh, what do we call it draft pictures in the corner just to see how it looked see what corners I have to cover or, or clean up clean before up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of things that I could see that mm, because it looks different than a lens because the lens I mean pictures I'm not saying pictures lie but you can hide a lot of sins in a picture you know right. and it's not photoshopped it's not anything it's a straight shot but we'd like to make it look the best so. well you know I have to say this is people may not realize how impressive it is what you're doing uh, and so I'm going to point out how impressive it is mm-hmm. because Annie's explained that she's had to work, you know, double shifts. She's been out. She's been taking on more responsibility mm-hmm. there because she needs the finance, right? Yeah. And that's just part of life. Yeah. <clears throat> and so being sustainable, you, you work here and then you go and you work your double shift and you come back and you have to work again here and you just get tired. And so the same with Jordy. She's got what she's taken care of, you know. Uh, and so really what's impressive about you uh, the the farm the urban homestead that is coming back so well mm-hmm. as strong and maybe even stronger because now you're starting to get uh, the, the irrigation you don't have to spend so much time you're learning you're learning more lessons right is because uh, a lot a huge percentage of it falls on you by yourself mm-hmm. you don't have Janice here anymore you don't have your dad yeah. and the girls are here when they can be mm-hmm. but they have other responsibilities that they've taken on simply because they had to yeah. uh, and so a lot more has fallen on you and yet you're still able to bring it back yeah I would say I would say we got it back to the point where it is now we're now could be open again I would say open we had Jimmy and his song net thing on Wednesday we had open silo farm table potluck on Sunday uh, we did have uh, inner city at-risk kids come by on Tuesday and Wednesday we did have some French cyclists come by and interview us on Wednesday too so we're starting to get back into that uh, groove there has been some I hate to use the word casualties but we've had to cut back on some things I don't think we can do the hootenannies again there's just not enough manpower there's not enough energy and I think we had a four-year run we also had to shut down our online store packing shipping seeds and oyas and solar ovens and stuff like that that I decided I didn't have the time or the energy to do that so I had to cut that out so although the although the farm and the homestead looking good some things we had to cut back and it's just not currently not saying we won't pick it up but currently it's not possible to for me to profitable or possible for me to do that by myself so i had to slice and dice some things we more or less shut down the farm stand and basically went to the csa 
program Wednesday and Thursday. We kept the country club, the private chef, and the caterers. So we're currently at 65 subscribers on the Farmbox program. They love it, and the software helps me with the accounting. Everything's prepaid. Everybody can put their box on hold. Um, I would have an issue if all 70, 65 people ordered a box this week. I'd be totally screwed. So we have a good mix of people that order once a month, every other week, and if they all ordered salad, I'd have to pick six, 65 pounds of salad. You know, it's <laughs> it sort of works. I sometimes it's feel so like we're live, living on the edge. Like, <laughs> it's very I don't exciting. know, yes, no, crash and burn or yeah, exciting, whatever you want to say. But we have 65 uh, supporters of our CSA program. I had to shut down the public. I can't need it. I can't have another 25 people sign up now. Um, I'm adding people a little bit every month. Some people cancel because they move or it doesn't work out. Um, but usually not because of the produce or the program. It's because their circumstances change. So um, we're at 65. We've sort of capped it like that. We have, uh, it's working. So I like to say that worked out the kinks of that. It's Wednesday and Thursday farm boxes. We've got two refrigerators. The software handles that. Um, we said some of the other things that have to go back and pick up would be the bees the buy diesel and if we want to do the online store i'm not too thrilled about that because i don't think we can compete with amazon i don't think we can compete with walmart um i don't see that and i just don't have the energy for that but the idea is to if we had a tour of school kids we have 20 kids come through they get inspired they see the yard they're uh, the girls led the last tour and they were really excited. Uh, the kids got really good feedback. And because some people, like, they don't quite get it and some kids do. So it was a, ni it was a nice thing. We like to help more kids. We like to help uh, educate people. Unfortunately, we're trying to figure out how it's a win-win situation where we can help people but not screw ourselves. So that's a... Right. That's a Especially that's a hard time. The yeah, time just so long. Yeah, unless we're working twenty four seven, which we do have sometimes. to sleep you twenty hour days. Yeah, I've seen you up late at night waiting for Gabriel to come, and then there's midnight the express. Morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now one of the things that came up in uh, Anaisa's interview that I thought was absolutely true is that you've uh, come a long way in terms of feeling comfortable speaking on a podcast. And speaking of tours and interviews and public events, public speaking is never, I don't, I, most people, let's put it that way, most people don't like that. Um, even people have done it for a long time have uh, stage fright or issues. I, the thing was, dad was so good at it, so eloquent, and being a math teacher or a writer or the years that he'd been doing it, it made him good at it. And and we would just sit back and be in awe of how he would explain like i said before we would say well we're plant we would say yeah we start a garden and it saves your money and time and energy and dad would say plant a garden and you're changing the world and it's just the way he said it that was so magical so perfect that i haven't quite got there yet i'm getting more comfortable on the public speaking side um i have to i have to get more comfortable on that so obviously the podcast, we're a little bit more talkative versus the first one. Uh, this <laughs> podcast, six months later from my last one, hopefully people say, will that guy ever shut up? He just keeps one, <laughs> he keeps his mouth shut. And then the other one we had, uh, one of the other highlights or different things is we were interviewed on somebody else's podcast, Aaron Harris, 
podcast and that was sort of different because we weren't in control we like to be in control of things what we say we can edit we can we don't edit but if something happens we have the liberty to edit yeah and so the Aaron Harris one was everybody was nervous but once we got there he sort of settled us down and was a nice guy and went really smoothly organically so that's that was new public speaking hosting events because dad would host dad would speak and we would run like where's the bathroom where's the cups where's the plates where's the napkins where's the thing and now we have to be up front versus backstage we have to be on stage and we're missing that that cleanup crew or that um extra pair of hands so when we had the event on sunday for our first public event of the year we were unable to sell produce or because we had nobody to man the farm stand or the pro so we did fortunately had a volunteer come in and she was able to a little bit of sales so obviously being two a couple people down and dad being front and center we now have to be front and center so the best way we figure it out is all three of us go up there and the three of us will equal one dad and we'll say something that's yeah. That'll that'll make some sense, and it will take some of the stage fright off of us. But. Now, just as a side note, mm-hmm. I'd just like to remind everybody if they if you're just tuning in for the first time and you didn't hear, you haven't heard the earlier podcast, the very first podcast, and it's so funny that you brought that up <clears throat> right before I hit record. Um, they they were talking like crazy, just talking, laughing, going mm-hmm. back and forth. And as soon as I hit record, it went dead silent. Okay. Nobody had anything to say. Go back and listen to that one. Because yeah. you just have to hear the progression of, okay, they finally started getting into it. Comfortable. They started telling yeah. stories, yeah. So, and you've come a long, long way. So, actually, you know, that was one of the questions I had for Anise also. You, when you lost your dad, you lost your father, you lost a business person, right? But you also, more importantly, lost the, the visionary that helped create this in the first place. Now, I know you guys have the same vision, right? Yeah. But... Do you feel like there's any one of the three of you that's starting to kind of fall into that role more than the others? Or are all three of you kind of becoming the visionaries now? I would say each one of us has their own niche or special specialty. Now, um, and each one does that well. Now, some of the stuff my sisters do, I can't do even if I tried. Some of the stuff they I do, they couldn't do. So it's a good, so it's work. It's a good mix. It's a good team effort. Um, I don't know if you say if one has stepped. I don't know how you say one has. Jordy's very eloquent. She's very um, on the technology. She's very ahead of the game. And Nisi's very goal oriented, and she's good at teaching classes. I. Still haven't got the teaching classes part. I'm starting with the leading the tours and the stuff like that, where I have to have points and not repeat things, but highlights. Like we had one tour comes through, and you don't realize the one of the first tours Occidental we had a couple months ago. You don't realize how much stuff there is that you walk by every day that you don't see, but these students saw and they asked the question so you have to get that down either i it's just a script or practice or dusting off like oh yes this we just like we have a great water system oh yes our solar panels you know you forget about 
you forget about these things that you walk by every day. So for me, for me, be here, you know, 24/7 versus somebody coming in and say, "What's that? What's that? What's that?" The one of the highlights of last, well, last week, I think it was last week. That things are going by so fast. But uh, one of our clients we've had it was like our third client 25 years ago. Um, and one of the chefs came by and I showed him around and he said he got goosebumps and I said, yeah, bring the crew, bring the chef out, bring the, the guy who makes the menus out. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe he'll buy more stuff because they buy a lot of herbs and flowers, but I thought maybe if they saw something they liked and they didn't like and they said, don't, we we'll want more of this, want more of that. So they called up and ended up being seven, seven people. Seven people, wow. And I was like, oh, okay, I was expecting two or three. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like seven and I was sitting there, ooh, now I have to explain and interact and I like I said I still prefer to be by myself with that garden. <laughs> <laughs> you still people, I feel to be a hermit yeah, growing stuff, right? Pe- people sometimes bother me. Well people bother me a lot, but um to unless they were nice. <laughs> yeah, hopefully unless, they're nice. But it was a great group of guys and girls, um, that I was able to hopefully they they were excited they saw the, some of the stuff that they, we put in a box in clamshells they actually saw it in the ground so they were put, recognizing things that i put in their box or in their orders and they're like what's that what's that i this thing that you grow that you put in the box what is that so i was able to i got excited and maybe said too much or whatever but <laughs> and and i sometimes forget just the little things that everybody else is not aware of and I think I have to either simplify it or I think it's just repetition you know the more you do it the better you get but or, I mean the more time you spend on it like people say well why does your place look so good well I spend my time on it I don't mm-hmm. I what I don't spend time on music or foreign language I'm not good at so anything you spend time at should hopefully is better than um, than before I think it's inevitable right? I hope so yeah right <laughs> <laughs> if not something's wrong yeah. So, um, one of the things that's going to be in your book, and, and I've mentioned that with Andy's also, the book that you guys are working on, um, is the idea that, okay, you've, you've become experts at growing plants, mm. right? Well, growing, taking care of animals, so being sustainable in all of these fields. You're able to maintain the business, you're able to maintain the plants and the farm, you're able to maintain the animals, and you're able to recycle and reuse and be uh, um, conserve mm-hmm. efficiently. The one challenge you guys are, are still having a little bit of trouble with is the idea of growing a family for the legacy side of it. Yeah. And so I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. It's on, definitely on the to-do list. Um, I thought it would have been done by now, but obviously, by uh, me? No, um, <laughs> it takes two to tango. But uh, I thought, obviously, I realized that I haven't quite dealt with Dad's death, and I think I may have tried to force some things, um, and so I backed off a little bit and trying to figure out, you know, with or without somebody, you have to get your in order before you um, bring somebody else into your life so I hopefully bring somebody someday um, have my eyes on a couple couple people gonna try to figure out the hardest part is my schedule um, the girls are so busy that I wouldn't say I'm the last guy left behind I wouldn't say I was left behind but 
I feel responsible to the place, to to the family that I hold down the fort kind of thing. I'm not able to, um, I don't say want to say take care of myself, but I try to take it, I, I try to take care of everybody else, and I'm like at the bottom of the totem pole, and and I know that, and and the girls know that that they that I ever the people's lives take precedence over mine at this time. Now I'm not saying you know at the future. I'm trying to take care of myself better. Obviously, getting older and stuff like that, you start thinking about mortality. Um, you start thinking about the next generation. Um, God willing, that'll happen in due time. I don't know when and where and how, but it's it's not as it's not as like in the movies. It's not as simple. Um, we we'd like to. I just sort of uh, have to figure out my stuff, and I think if you're looking for somebody else to, I don't know how you say, make you complete, you should be complete without the without somebody else. So um, it's not that I haven't tried, and it's not that I won't stop trying. I just think I have to figure out my stuff before. Um, and I have to come to grips with some things. My, my, um, how do you say, my issues, my, yeah, I have to figure that out. So, yeah, I'm working on it, but no news to report, no news yet. So, no public news anyway. So. Right, and I wouldn't want it's, to be. This is just more, and I said this to Andy. It's on the to-do list. I'm just saying I don't, I, getting there now that the business is stabilized, now that the, farm is stabilized and the house is stabilized and we last last year we did the plumbing last year we did the um this year we started with the garage it's now a good workshop area we've knocked off some things um and that's on definitely on the to-do list and now that we knocked off a couple other things maybe it's in the top 10 versus top 100 top yeah. 20 we knocked out 10 things it moves up to the list um, well, I, I from when you first started the podcast to even to six months ago when I first interviewed you, you know, the first time, mm -hmm. uh, it seems like you're starting to develop a really good routine, right? And so as part of that routine, it's like growing plants. You've got to make space, right? And yeah. I said that to Anna East too. you got to, you got to pick a spot and if it doesn't work because there's too much sun, well, then you move over to your shady spot or if it's too cold or there's too much water or yeah. whatever, you just keep trying. Yeah, I don't do well. I my joke is I have a method to my madness and with the farm boxes with the country club with the caterer and although it's not super talented like labor it's just manual labor sometimes anybody could do it but I have a method to it um, and when something happens that throws me off that changes that thing I don't adapt fast enough so it throws me off I'll make a mistake I'll have to get something in somebody's box like that one Wednesday we were talking about we you know got a little greedy and scheduled five things on one day versus you know but you try to you try to do a lot and it backfires and so then you have to back off and say let me just do this one thing today or two things today and when you try to do too much then it backfires so I'm trying to knock out some things smooth line the farm box is sort of I got a schedule. There's a couple days that are open that I may be able to squeeze some things in. I'm trying to pick up some other, other, um, wrap my head around some things that I have to finish. But it's, 
there is a method to it um and we'll we'll read about it in our upcoming book in your upcoming book <laughs> yeah and, and i think it's really wonderful because obviously it's a growing pain right so it's not fun to go through it but you know that you're getting better or stronger for it right yes uh, but anybody who's listening to these podcasts with the intent of becoming a homestead and, and sustainable it's and you guys are obviously trying to share as much information about every aspect of it and so it makes sense to kind of share okay well this has been our experience and because it takes so much time it makes it challenging so you really have to focus consciously on being able to include that in your life because it's an important part of being sustainable now would you agree with that statement or no? yeah I would agree with that the I'd say not the issue but we got a lot of nice feedback from the podcast we've had a lot of feedback from our website that's been up there since 2000 20 years ago whatever um 18 years ago we've had a lot of feedback over the years obviously some people have jumped in with and gone all in quit their job moved to the country and gone all in and that's great now we've had people come by the school kids or tours and you have to realize this is 30 years worth of work and unfortunately in this day and age with the instant makeovers and everything is instant download movies uh in music everything's instant the garden is not instant so people see that are inspired and then they wonder why their place doesn't look like that so we got 30 years and and we can do the same thing now obviously if you had money uh more money you can shorten the time um and the joke is we tell people don't quit their day job because it's going to be growing pains and for us it's a business for us it's a lifestyle for us it's a career and i love what i do so if i podcast or no uh book or no film or no whatever he said i would still be doing this so it's just people there's people searching for answers and people get inspired when they see it and because you can read all these books about how i'll say this sustainability all these things you see one picture you see you walk through and you say i got it so it's just people it's just it's that simple now you say you can have a picture's worth a thousand words one picture of our backyard and people get it so we took that's what we tried to do and tried to um restore it obviously we've had to tweak things we being man down with dad we've had to do the irrigation it's a joke that I was dad's water, you know, dad's irrigation system was me. Now it was just me. I don't have an irrigation system, so I had to go uh, put drip irrigation in. So we've had to adapt, like I said, for the umpteenth time, adapt or die. Uh, we've had to compromise on some things that we, to survive, we had to compromise on some things. We've had to adapt and we've had to change, tweak, I say change, but tweak some things. Uh, what we wanted to do, we've had to cancel the online store, yeah, cancel the Nannies. we've had to cancel something. Not saying that we won't bring back maybe a farm dinner or two, if we bring in Chef O'Neill or something like that, which help us cut the, we provide the produce, he provides the labor, if we could do that or get a group of volunteers. We do have a group of volunteers that help us out. Um, it's sometimes just coordinating everybody's schedules, like I was telling you the other day, like herding cats. It's like, Jordy's got a schedule, website work. Um, take the cat or dog to the vet and Nisi's got the cafe work and she's got the website work and sometimes when there's no dead when there's no deadline like taxes or anything like that it just keeps being pushed off and I need to get some deadlines in here like this has to be done by this date um, 
or else but i don't know i obviously things you have to be flexible but you also have to have goals and things like that and i think that's the challenge now is um i would like to say it was easier this year but some when there's a big change like last year big changes are things like to say easier but are more noticeable and more dramatic and more I wouldn't say fulfilling but but the day-to-day -day changes that have to be done in the garden like now that the raised beds are done for the next 10 years possibly I mean that's how if you look at it you do the raised bed now what are you gonna do next year now that the raised beds are done for the next hopefully the last 10 years hopefully then maybe seven years but if you say now that the raised beds are done then I knock that off and I can pick up something else so now I'm thinking like oh that was such a big job and that took up a lot of my time and energy and money that down that that's finished what next and I think the what next is what dad did so well he would point us in directions and 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 help us where to go and for me I'm being pulled in all these different directions and I have to uh, narrow it down a bit so it's this it's <laughs> I mean a good greed I mean the joke the is way. the joke was good greeds you know good greed there's a lot of options but like on Wednesday this past Wednesday it's sort of there's a lot of options on Wednesday and it sort of backfired. So uh, we weren't able to do what everything we wanted to do on that day. We, bought, we bit off more than we can chew. So I, I am guilty of that. And I do have to, some days I just said, don't do anything. Don't rock the boat. And other days, it, Wednesday was sort of uh, messed up. But well, uh, there's a balance. For yeah. all the listeners there, just so you know, Wednesdays are an extremely important day because it's one of the main farm box days. Yeah, well, it's the main source of income. So you have, that's like, the day. the day that you pull in the money for the week for the week right yes and so you don't want to mess up that day, day. and yeah. don't bother me that everything day. <laughs> all week long builds up to wednesday and then wednesday comes and it's time to do the job yeah right I deliver mean, you, you have to deliver all, you got to deliver yeah. that's your deadline There's that's, your taxes, that's tax day, right? yeah. wednesday that's why wednesday is so important so for everybody who's thinking about you know following mm. your model be aware wednesdays are very important <laughs> Don't talk to me on Wednesday. Don't talk to Justin on Wednesdays. <laughs> it seems like everybody wants to talk to me on Wednesday. No why. one wants to talk to you all week long, and all of a sudden Wednesday, Wednesday comes everybody's around. Everybody's play. asking me where everything. Yeah. Leave me alone. No. So now so, so. I really want to ask this question because I asked it of Annie East too, and I and I love this question. It was and it's based off of that you know your dad was a visionary, and you mm. guys are carrying that torch now, and you're sharing that message uh, through the podcast, through your social media, through your blogs, everything, through your tours. Why are you doing this now? This is a why now, six months later from the first interview, and a, a year or almost a year or more, yeah, a year, yeah, 18, 18 months from dad's uh, death, from when your dad died, but also yeah. from when you first started the podcast. Yeah, it's been. I mean, we started recording. We released it on Father's Day, but we started recording about last year at this time. So, so now, currently, right now, why are you doing what you're doing? And I mean all of it, not just the parts that you love, the parts that you really would rather not have to deal with. I think, if I remember correctly, what I said before, oh. <laughs> what I said before, if I remember correctly, is I love what I do. So, but if you want to say that's a cheap answer. No, that's not a cheap answer. I still love true. what I do. I still love what I do. And I can see... 
They say the fruits are your labor, your daily bread. Yeah, I can see that. Now, obviously, some days I have I get distracted and I don't and I don't see it. But I don't say return it to its former glory. I don't want to say because there were some drought years, there were some um, had some legal issues and stuff like that. But to when you focus on one thing, 24/7, 24/6, we take a day off Saturday. When you focus on that and concentrate on that day in, day out, and you could see the difference. And that's that's what I. If you look back at what a year ago, um, plumbing, um, irrigation, raised beds, business setup, incorporate the business. Transfer all the titles of cars, transfer this, transfer that, set up this, set up that, bank accounts, uh, insurance, all this other stuff. And you say, wow, I mean, that's what happened in, what for me is when I finish something, I don't think about it. So when you start checking off what ha- what's has happened in the last year um, with the podcast or year, 18 months since that died, you start, you say, wow. Um, although it's changed, but it's remained the same. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting. We've we've put our own stamp on it. I like to say, I like stamp on it. I'd like to say we tweaked it, we streamlined it, um, we cut back on some things with less people, with less than we had before. And I and I am proud of that. And it and uh, it does show um, why I keep doing it. I like the dad's thing would say he was changing the world and I think uh, we hope to inspire more people to do that one goal is to we had a film homegrown revolution we have this podcast to we got some beautiful letters from the podcast from the film we'd like to long-term goals obviously besides family would be to document and show and tell our story and maybe enter some film festivals again and that would be a long-term thing because we just got an email today. They just found out somebody just emailed and said they just heard Dad died. So we'd like to carry on the legacy. Um, we'd like to get a plaque. We'd like to get a film, something dedicated that um, just people don't know Dad how we know Dad. And if we tell the story, tell our story, um, I think most people were uh, surprised that we're still here. I think most people thought we uh, it was Daddy's dream and Daddy's goal. And I think, uh, I hopefully we proved them wrong. Still, the day's still young, but hopefully I'm we proved them wrong. I'm absolutely certain that you've proved them. You've gone way beyond proving them wrong. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things Annie's talked about, too, is that she went to that you know, eco-farm yes, conference. Yes, conference in Monterey, yeah. And there were several people who'd been at it for 10 years who now are bowing out. And she, I asked her, you know, how do you feel about that? And so I asked the same thing to you. Because you guys have been way past 10 years, and these folks didn't just barely lasted 10 years. Yeah, well, I mean, if you've been anything you do, obviously with sports or athletes, there's an age you hit your prime. You know, you're, you get older, and that happens naturally. With gardening or other business side, other things that don't require your physical I mean not physical how you say that your that you could do your whole life let's put it that way it's a shame people we've there's many people that they get tired now health reasons whatever you quit for health reasons that's 
understandable. If you quit because you're bored or you're tired, I that bothers me a bit. Or you do it to write a book and then you quit. Um, what did you do that for? That's what I I would like to ask somebody. What did you do that for? If you did, if you believed it, do it your whole life. If you loved it, do it your whole life. If you can physically, financially, I know some financially, some health problems you can't control. Uh, economy you can't control. Business you can't control. But if you can, it bothers me that you, I hate to use the word quit, but that you stop doing what you love doing. Now you should be, um, now if you say the challenge, the challenge is gone, and gardening the challenge is never gone. Each year is different challenges now you say you want to challenge yourself and learn music or language or uh, we did a one year we traveled the world with our film so it was sort of an education thing we got the dad traveled the world with the film took us long we learned a lot we saw different cultures and things now if you say take a sabbatical and I'll be back um, I see that now if you say um, we've had cut one client for 20 since 1995 22 years and you're still in business with that company 22 years later, we did something right. Now, if you say, well, obviously we're selling different things, we're growing different things, but the same customer for 20 something years, 20 plus years, you have, there has to be, uh, you get a sticker, get a prize to say. <laughs> gold stamp. <laughs> gold stamp, I'm saying it too. I think there was like Aristotle or something, repeating stuff, every, is the, uh, um, doing it again and again and again now obviously if you when people win the Super Bowl they want to do it again and again and again other people age or retire when they reach the pinnacle but so obviously we have good years obviously we have bad years I don't like the idea of quitting stopping what you're doing or what you love I don't I I don't I didn't say anything said I understand it but when we have the thing for the 20 some years we've had to change how we grow things what we grow when we grow what sells what doesn't sell we've had to change who we sold to how much we sell um, it's always changing but we're still in business and we're still tied to the land and we're still daily bread so um, the people that I think they look for a challenge and maybe it's the culture maybe it's the this day and age where instant gratification or anything after fashion anything after a couple years is old old-fashioned and maybe old-fashioned people don't like to be old-fashioned they want to be new technology changes like you buy a phone it's obsolete as soon as you take it out the store farming you know it is not glamorous it is it's hard work so maybe maybe you know i don't know why people quit but i hope i hope i don't dad didn't quit so i hope i don't i will so. If I, if I learned anything about you in the time that I've known you, I don't think you have a choice. I think it's, in, like Annie said, it's ingrained into your DNA. You just I think so. It. I think so. And I, I would miss it if I stopped it. So. Well, it seemed odd to me when she said that those people quit too. Because I, I've always listened to what you guys said and considered it more a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And because you grew up this way, this is just natural. This is your natural state, right? Yeah. Your default state. natural is habitat, stuff, yeah. Right? Your natural <laughs> habitat. <laughs> so it's your default setting. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go grow some stuff. I'll be back in, you know, six hours. Yeah. 
and then the rest of the day is dealing with all of the other stuff that you prefer not to deal yeah. with. I mean, not to say I think you should challenge yourself, and I think you should pick up other skills. I think you should pick up other talents. I think you should challenge yourself. Now, if but I don't think you should give up after 10 years of doing something. I think you should be better at it. I think you should. The, hopefully your farm is better for it, for your handiwork, God's handiwork, your uh, creation, God's creation of managing it. Um, like I said, maybe it's got tired. Maybe it's like I said, it is a lot of work. And there's easier ways, put it this way, there's easier ways to make a buck than to sell produce. You know, this is not, you don't do this to make, you don't do this to get rich. You don't do this to make things. Now, if you're growing change or growing family or growing thing, this is the perfect environment. Um, but obviously things change as we know that for the past 18 months. Well, see, that's where I think it's different for you guys because you didn't do this originally because you were interested in growing a buck or making a buck. It was no. your dad was afraid of feeding you GMO food. Yeah, it started, that, it started with the drought to take out the grass. It started with the GMO to grow how much we can grow. And we didn't think we could do it. And now, and I like to challenge myself with growing different things challenge myself growing more things we did the couple years there we weighed everything um that we grew and that was this challenge and a skill and documenting everything we moved on past that i'm saying obviously you have to adapt or change or die but i don't want to quit and i don't want to stop now dad would always say they would he told a story about one time he was saying he saw i was in the yard and i stopped and he said what, what did i stop for i saw some movement on the ground and he said people realize people see movement people can see change and when they could go to our website or go to our podcast or go to our video they can see the change and versus somebody standing still and just doing this you know i'm not saying the same old thing but not changing and I think what dad would tell is that, you know, and his dad would say, if you cease to learn, you cease to exist. So we're trying to learn, we're trying to change, we're trying to grow. But obviously we like to keep the foundation that our father set up, obviously building on that. Um, I wouldn't say remodeling, I would say repainting, <laughs> repainting, cleaning. Um, but the foundation was set up for us and we just like to carry it on for the next generation, uh, for the world. So let me ask you something, uh, and this did not come up in the other interview, and I just want to ask this of you. If you had to start all over again, from scratch, just a, a rundown house, with mm -hmm. just grass in the yard, and, and whatever you found, and just a quarter acre somewhere, and would you do it again? Hell yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And how would you do it? Better. <laughs> Better? Better how? No. I mean, 20, 25, 30 years here, 32 years here. The second time around should be you not make the same mistakes. Let's put it that way. It should be easier. Make new mistakes. Make new mistakes. Okay. Now, 30, 32 years being here, the part we know the, uh, the, they say that we know how things roll here. Like, if you say, well, now I'll take you into Kansas or a different climate, now there would be a challenge. If you say, well, let's take next door or the school or let's take this place and duplicate it, that would be simpler to say, let's just cut and paste, like on the computer, cut and paste this 
to another property. Now, if you're talking, what we have here is we know the sun angles, we know the shadows, we know the climate, we know the microclimates, we know the, the trees, the shade, the house, uh, we know the bugs. And if we had another place at a different state, country, city, it could change and it might, it should work. But you obviously have to, one size doesn't fit all, you have to tweak things. Um, when I go to Gabriel's farm and I see his farm, he's got 30 acres to deal with, I have a tenth of an acre to deal with. It's overwhelming and inspiring at the same time. It's like, wow, what would you do? My, my garden fits in this little spot and then his has a thing. Now, you know, obviously each place is unique, each place is different. Um, but hopefully the next time around, we, it wouldn't take so long to maybe optimize um, are you coming in with a head start I would tell you we definitely should have a head start now um, knowing some tricks and tips sort of like the drip irrigation drip irrigation go that go that, go that first you know right. the front yard the hard part about the front yard is everything's planted now you got to put in drip right. now next time and we did that with the neighbor's property is we put in drip and then planted so I mean you do you figured okay it's not going to rain. At that time, it was raining every winter. We weren't quite, um, we thought, we had a lot of, I don't want to say free time, but <laughs> to water. <laughs> we had a lot of hands on deck to water. Now, you have to say streamlining, say, it's probably best next time to set up the drip irrigation before you plant everything. You know, so, that's it. That's just. Well, I mean, that's coming. Yeah. You know, because you're going to, once you, all three of you, have families of your own, you're going to have houses, and you know darn well they're going to put gardens in those places, right? Yeah, so you probably, the best thing, probably looking back, would be um, probably set up some sort of irrigation system. That'd be your first priority. First priority, baby, repipe the house. Repipe re the house right away. Right away, so you don't have to dig up the front. right away. <laughs> so for all you, you know, yeah. you know wannabes. Bird, what is it? Uh, Blooming, yeah. burgeoning, burgeoning, burgeoning homesteaders. Hear the lesson right here. First thing, change the plumbing and get the drip <laughs> irrigation in, in right away. There you go. Oh man. So so we only have a couple more minutes uh, before this interview is over. So first off, thank you very much for doing this again because it was such a great response last time from folks and they were eager to hear again from you guys and maybe with more, more in depth. Yeah. More in depth. Yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to say to everybody who's listening, just as a, a last thing, a last point that you'd like to really hit home with? Um, do what you love and do it well. So um, I would like to, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. Hopefully I can do it a couple more years and um, pass it on to the next generation. Uh, we really appreciate the sponsor's help for keeping the podcast going. Um, we'd like to thank for the feedback we got. Um, I thank for the help from Tom for putting up podcasts, <laughs> putting up with us and the podcast. We're not exactly the easiest people to be around, but um, it's always been a joy. <laughs> that's what podcast, he said. Yeah, every, it's always been a joy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been it's been interesting to say at least with the last year how Star Podcast started and what be interesting to see what the next year brings. Um, what summer brings, um, so we'll say we'll st we are still here and stay tuned for what's next. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks everybody. We really appreciate you tuning in. And as he said, thank you so much for the support. It was uh, Justin. Thanks so much for doing this. It's always fun. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Keep on growing. <laughs>
Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in until next time. This is Annie East, Jordan. Keep on growing. Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to become a podcast patron, go to urbanhomestead.org forward slash podcast.